This is you. This is me. Heads I win. Tails you lose. listening to Lost in Twin Peaks, a podcast for both first-time and veteran viewers of Twin Peaks, the mystery series that ran for two seasons in the early 90s on ABC, followed by a feature film, and 25 years later, a limited series on Showtime. And at the time of this recording, who knows what after that. If you're a new listener who has just discovered this podcast and wants to know more, check out Episode Zero, Show Format. The following week of Daily Podcast will cover Part 6, an episode of Season 3 aired on Showtime in 2017. The network used lines from each episode for titles, so Part 6 was known as Don't Die. Although recorded for patrons back in 2018, I am re-editing and representing this coverage, including some new sections, for public release beginning on June 11, 2022, the fifth anniversary of Part 6. Just a reminder that for the first eight episodes this season, I'll be publishing the illustrated companions on my site, lostinthemovies.com, the Saturday after the episodes conclude. This will incorporate screenshots and other images to reflect stories, characters, and events from this time and so forth, in some cases in greater detail than the podcast themselves. So in this case, the Part 6 Illustrated Companion is scheduled for Saturday, June 18th at 8am. The link in the show notes will be active then. As for my other podcast work in the past week, I recently published a Patreon episode for the month of May, admittedly a bit late. You can find this on patreon.com slash lostinthemovies. It covers the series The Morning Show, along with many, many other subjects, with Generations as a largely accidental connecting theme. It runs over three hours, and there's uh, three podcasts, the main one, which is almost three hours, and then two mini-podcasts, which are... uh, basically just podcast recommendations, other podcasts I listen to in that case. Uh, For the rest of the episode, it's film capsules, listener feedback, work updates, a media journal, and an archive reading of my past work. If you join the $1 a month tier, you can hear it all. And while it's not a podcast, I should also mention that I republished my short film, Class of 2002, on my main YouTube channel. It had been previously shared elsewhere a decade ago. A fictional documentary and photo memoir, it is, fair warning, fairly dark, which certainly fits the mold of the Twin Peaks episode we'll be discussing this week, to switch back to that subject.
Laura is almost completely absent from this episode. This is the almost the first return episode that she just plays no part in except for that image of her in a orb translucent as the as as each episode begins. However, at the very end, Hawk does find those pages. So even though we don't know what they are yet, we can kind of guess. She does have a very fleeting presence in this episode. And that's that's all we see of her. There's no pictures, there's no verbal references at all. It's a very non-Lara episode. The first, I would say the first to this degree since episode 28, the Miss Twin Peaks episode, where she's only mentioned once. The feel of this episode is definitely darker and more violent than the previous one. And there's kind of an edgy, unsettled nature, even to, I would say, some of the Dougie scenes. Uh, there's There's also a drier feel to it. I think the last episode felt a little warmer and more energetic and zippier and kind of had this uh, fast-paced feeling to it just because we were cutting between so many different stories and scenes. And this episode is much more concentrated. The structure of this episode is uh, definitely different from the previous episode, and that contributes to the different feel. We spend way longer with certain stories, and even when we're cutting between different characters and places, they're woven together. Like, for example, there's three different stories going on in Twin Peaks that actually all turn out to be the same story. They're all aspects of the hit-and-run incident that happens. Interestingly enough, these details it focuses on, these aren't necessarily big, big picture stuff. It's more like mini arcs. Like these are little stories within the stories that'll help us move along and get to know certain characters and, you know, keep keep the narrative mill moving, basically. This type of storytelling is really something that comes to mind for me now that I'm conscious of because I just watched Veronica Mars in pretty close succession the whole first season. And you can really see this in there where there are certain stories that unfold within an episode where they have a mystery. And they're all mysteries, so they're easy to keep track of that way. The mysteries within each episode are usually like a high school story that the character is solving. Then there's these series-long arcs like who killed her best friend, what's the story with her family and her parentage and her missing mother. And those carry on for the entire series and we'll go certain episodes without seeing them. And then there's these mini arcs that are like three or four episodes long where they carry into the next episode and the one after that, but then eventually they resolve themselves. And even though this is a more unconventional narrative in a lot of ways, this season of Twin Peaks, you actually still see that phenomenon in play. And of course, you could see it in the old show as well. Things like, you know, the Dead Dog Farm plot or uh, Leo being comatose. These were things that didn't last for a whole season. They were there to be there for a few episodes. I think Twin Peaks' problem for a little while was that it only had stories like that. It didn't have a big overarching story once it ended the Laura thing. But in this season, I think because the storytelling, the chronology is a little more unconventional too, where, you know, you can be seeing things that take place in the same day over multiple episodes, it doesn't quite feel like those mini arcs would normally feel in a series. That's one way in which it does feel more like you're seeing pieces of a movie rather than a TV show because... These elements are split up over as long a period as, as it would be on TV, if that makes sense. One more thing to mention before we move on to the different story sections is that with this episode, we really see that the return is creating a sense of balance and pacing within each episode. There is a sense of these episodes as self-contained units with their own different feel. That's why I have like a feel of the episode a, a section at the outset. This just doesn't have the same type of structure or pacing or just even use at times of like use of music or mood as the previous episode did. And now that we're dealing with episodes that were designed as 
episodes unto themselves. Like the first few, you know, parts one and two were combined, parts three and four were combined. So you can kind of see them as two separate, kind of see them as one. But from part five on, you're really seeing episodes that were cut to be standalone episodes. And Lynch's way of cutting this is really interesting where it seems like he juggled a lot of the script, like things that were maybe intended to be in other parts. According to Frost, they wrote it as like one big script. They didn't divide it into episodes. They figured that that process would come later. So even though Lynch said this is going to be one big movie divided into different parts, there's a real consciousness about how these flow as episodes. I mean, imagine for a minute somehow that that long stretch with Dougie coming home and filling out the case files, if that was somehow attached to the end of part five, you know, if you rearrange some things or cut some things and that was there, would that really feel like it belonged there? I, I don't know. I guess it's possible, but maybe it's just convincing yourself because of what you've got. But I just feel like each one has their own flavor. And this is the one that really cemented that for me, I think, because it felt so different from the previous one and really so different from the next one that will come too. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also support this work on patreon.com slash lost in the movies. Tomorrow's episode will begin the story coverage, looking at the scenes that take place outside of Twin Peaks and the other locations. 